Happy Tuesday and welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode 137 and I'm your host Rachel Anthony and today is going to be a solo episode. Um, if you have been following along on Instagram, I decided that the next probably four to six episodes are just going to be solo episodes. I am just trying to figure out again what I want to do with this podcast and what kind of guests I want to have on it because I want to offer as much value to you as possible and also keep myself excited about this project because it's been a while and I just feel like it needs a little bit of new life in it and so we are going to do solo episodes to see if that's what it needs and people have been asking for solo episodes since I started and so here we are two and a half years later you will finally get a number of solo episodes that you've been wanting and today's episode is going to be all about my entrepreneurial journey. I had someone, a couple of people ask about it when I asked for topics for these solo episodes. So I will share my entire journey of becoming an entrepreneur basically by accident and how I got into social media in general and content marketing, all of that. And now that I'm like, I have notes in front of me because I've already recorded this one time and then I realized that I left out some things and so here we are recording it again with Cooper playing with a really annoying plastic toy in the background so apologies if you can hear that it is just Cooper but now that I've like listed it out and put it in order of the things that I did and and like the internships that I had and just like the extra things that I did you realize that like where you ended up isn't really an accident it was just meant to be I just it took a long time to get here but with that, uh, because this there is no intro, this is the intro. The whole episode is the intro because I am the guest. So we will just jump into it, I guess. Um, so I always start this story and I've actually never told this entire story because usually people don't want to listen to the whole thing. But you're committed. You're going to listen to this whole thing. We're keeping it 20 minutes. Hopefully it tops if I don't blab on too much. But I start the story by saying that I never meant to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to work for myself. I didn't want to own a business. And I don't know if that's normal or not normal. I was literally just listening to a podcast the other day with an entrepreneur. And they were like, I knew from like the day I was born, I was going to be an entrepreneur and run my own business. That was not me. I had no intention of doing that. I thought I could just go to a job from like nine to five and then come home and do something fun. Like seemed easier. Someone just tell me what to do. I'll just do my work. It's going to be great. That was obviously before I got into a real job and realized that I don't like when people tell me what to do. So it's, it worked out a lot better when I realized, became self-aware that I work better when I'm telling myself what to do and not listening to other people. But that is for way farther down the story. Um, and I say don't want to. I didn't want to be an entrepreneur, but now that I look back at my life, um, I clearly was going to be an entrepreneur. And not only that, I didn't know what my parents did when I was younger like I don't I don't know they my dad was an accountant and my mom owned a flower shop and stuff and so I thought that was just normal I didn't realize until later that my dad was an accountant but then he stopped being an accountant and started being an entrepreneur and he just didn't share that information when we were younger but now that I'm older and I see that he does go to work from like a normal schedule but that's not what he's doing at work he's I don't really know what he's doing at work but he is an entrepreneur is all I'm trying to say and my mom is as well. So she bought the, the Kensington florist, rebranded it basically, and then sold it. 
and has done a number of other things like flip houses and that kind of stuff. So they're both entrepreneurial and obviously that was ingrained in me without even really knowing it. And so when I was younger, my first official business um, was a lemonade stand as it is for most people. And I'm pretty sure I dragged my sisters and my friends to do these all the time because it just seemed really cool that you could sell lemonade and get money. It was a great concept. I really liked it. Even had pink lemonade, yellow lemonade. You got to give people what they want. So that was probably my first entrepreneurial business, which I think is pretty common among most people. Um, I also tried to sell painted rocks to people, which I don't actually remember selling any of them. So I don't think that was a very successful business, but that was what I started with. And then in grade six, I started probably like my first real business and I was making bracelets. So I would go to the bead store at Northland Mall and get all those little beads and elastic and I'd make a ton of bracelets. And I obviously didn't know what marketing was at the time, but I was a direct to consumer marketer. I wore probably 50 bracelets a day, like all the way on my arms. I thought I looked really cool. I don't even think I have a photo of it, but now that I'm like trying to imagine what that looked like, it probably wasn't cool. It probably looked like a psychopath, but that was what I did. People wore them, but people would buy them for me, like my little friends. And I also went in school markets with the other like old women <laughs> who were making their crafts. I sold bracelets. I had like a whole stand that my mom helped me make. And that was how I got into being an entrepreneur. And I appreciate my mom because I do remember sitting in the basement, like making her <laughs> help me make these bracelets because I just had to make a ton for all these markets. So that was when I really got into it. And then obviously you go through school and everything like that. And I was busy. I had normal jobs. Like I worked at the mall. I worked at Good Earth, like normal retail coffee shop jobs. And I didn't know what I was going to do in university. I went into business because like my dad was an accountant and that seemed like the right thing to do. That lasted for maybe half a semester until I realized that economics was hard and I just didn't want to do it. I took a couple history classes and I realized I loved writing papers. And so I was like, what can I take to write papers? <laughs> and I didn't want to be a journalist because UC didn't offer journalism and I didn't want to switch schools. And so I was like, okay, what's not journalism, but what's something I can write? And I'm pretty sure I just like searched the list of things that UFC offered and communications seemed like a writing type degree. So that's what I went into. I don't really recommend it. It's pretty useless. No one has ever asked to see my degree. I didn't even know you had to graduate. Like I didn't know you had to tell the school you were graduating. I already had a job. And I realized I didn't graduate till like half a or another semester later because you had to like apply for graduation. <laughs> so anyway, clearly the degree wasn't worth a lot. But like we learned at UFC, we, I am now a critical thinker. I learned teamwork and presenting in front of people. All of that great thing, great stuff that you learn at university. But while I was there, this is kind of when I started to develop what I wanted to do and not in business, which... On a side note, I wish I'm the oldest. I had two younger sisters and I didn't really know anyone that had already been to university. Um, and I wish someone would have told me to take marketing in business. I didn't know that marketing was, I didn't know what marketing was. I didn't know that was a thing. Looking back, I would have done the marketing, but I wasn't aware that that was an option. 
especially since I was already in business, definitely could have taken marketing, but I didn't. So here we are with communications. I took one PR class um, because that's the closest thing that they offered in my degree. So anyway, that's besides the point because we're way past that. I joined a sorority when I got to university. I don't quite remember even how I learned there was a sorority. There's two sororities actually at UC. Um, I joined the sorority and as much as I disliked the experience uh, while I was there, all of my really good friends I made at university are from the sorority. Two of my bridesmaids are in it. And so it was worth it from a friend's perspective. But back to the career part of it. So when you're in the sorority, they want you to kind of feel like you're at a business corporate job. So there's like weekly meetings. Everyone has like an office. Everyone has to like vote on things. It's very like official. And so I was the events coordinator for a year, my first year. And then I was the philanthropy coordinator for the second year, which was planning events to raise money so I decided that event planning would be cool like I want to be an event planner so that was my goal from like first year university for a few years and we'll get there but so I did that I coordinated these events for the sorority Um, I also got a job as one does as one of those like alcohol taster people samplers that you go to different liquor stores and hand out alcohol if you did that, you probably worked for Mosaic because I think that's what everybody did around 2012. So I did that. Obviously didn't know that that was really like quote unquote marketing. I just did it because it seemed like fun. And now that I think about it, it seems like the least fun job because you're like standing by yourself talking to people trying to sell alcohol that I didn't drink. So I, <laughs> interesting experience. I did that for a few months and then I got an event internship at Alberta Cancer Foundation. So this was the spring of 2020 or 2020, 2012 and moved into the summer. So it was like spring, summer. They do things like ride to conquer cancer and all of that. So I did their event season as the event intern. So that was really cool. I got to learn how events actually get put together. It was also the philanthropy side, which I already had been doing in the sorority that kind of tied it all together. And so I actually really enjoyed that internship and some of the people that I met there I still talk to so that was cool and then in the fall of 2012 I actually moved to California which a lot of people don't know because if you didn't know me at that time I don't really like talk about it much but I had an internship at Viacom which now that I I know about it like that I think about it again all of this retrospect is great that was sick having an internship at Viacom is sick And I didn't realize how cool it was at the time because I just thought it was like I applied (laughs) for an internship at MTV was how it all started. I Googled it. And when they called me, I actually thought it was a scam because I didn't think I applied to something legit. But I legitimately got an internship with Viacom, not at MTV, but I got it at CMT. And like, thank God I like country music because it wasn't as cool as working for MTV or like Nickelodeon or Paramount, like all the things that Viacom has. But I was there for a semester um, right before I turned 21 and it was the fall of 2012. And so I got to sit in amongst all of the useless like internship shit that you do, which is like going through people's Rolodexes and filing things. Although we got this girl, (laughs) this girl and I that I actually am still friends with too, that I interned there. She was from um, New York and we got to go through the Rolodex of one of these like executive producers of CMT. And it was cool. We weren't allowed to write down any of the numbers, but it was really cool to see who he had in his contacts. 
but what I what was cool about the whole internship was that I got to sit in TV pitches and have people pitch CMT very strange shows because CMT is a very like niche channel if you've ever watched it but that was really cool and then I also got to be a part of like TV content development so how it works how they sign the contracts and all the meetings and things that go into all of the episodes and seasons and stuff so that was really cool I also got to live in Santa Monica um, so I got to live a little bit of my California dream for a semester (laughs) when I was 20 and that was cool uh came back obviously I had quit the sorority because I (laughs) didn't fit in at the sorority but I started moving into more social media type things. So in 2013, I had my first social media internship at a company called Social-ish, which I love the name and I don't even know if they exist anymore, but it was great. I remember sitting on TweetDeck and like tweeting from like Jugo Juice's account or something. Um, That was like, I think it was four to six months internship learning social media. It was great. I, at the end of university so this is the last semester I did two things I got a job freelancing basically copywriting for an investor relations firm in Vancouver so I was writing weekly newsletters I was interviewing CEOs of these startups for these articles um, and kind of like getting to know the startup investor relations world so that was cool It was also great to just write because that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to be a journalist, but this seemed kind of like journalism since I was like calling and doing all these interviews. And at the same time, I also started another company called The Bleached Tea, which if you look at Instagram, the handle is The Bleached Tea, T-E-E, and it still exists. So you can see the hard work and dedication I put into it. And I wish I still kept it going because we are now on trend for what I was doing in 2014, which was painting designs on black clothes with bleach so I had like a little paintbrush and a little bowl of bleach and I would paint geometric designs on them super cool um and I did that for probably six to eight months and I realized I hated sitting at markets so I applaud people that can do that um and then my mom started sending me articles about what happens when you breathe in bleach for too long and it was terrifying so I (laughs) quit that business ASAP But that was really, I had business cards, I was selling it on Etsy, Um, I was selling at these markets. So that was kind of my real introduction into what owning a business was. And that was all, I was graduating and that was kind of how I moved into my first real job, which was um, investor relations at a company in Calgary. And it was a great first job, mostly because I could the bleach tea I could work for this other investor relations firm which was probably a conflict of interest now that I think about it but it doesn't matter I didn't tell them and it was at the recession had already started so how I even got this job in the first place is beyond me but this company was based in Toronto and we just had a satellite office in Calgary and it was a great introduction to real life work because we didn't have a lot of work to do so I was going into the office like nine to five like a normal person but it wasn't like (laughs) super stressful there was a lot of afternoons that we would go down to national during happy hour and like play ping pong and stuff um because there was just no clients and there wasn't a lot of work and I'm sure that was really stressful for the owner of the company but as a how old would I have been that was in 2015 so like as a 22 year old I was unconcerned um so that was good I learned early on during that job that I (laughs) 
had no interest in corporate relations. It was a lot of quarterly reports and annual reports and PowerPoints, and it was boring. Um, I did get, obviously, it's just, like, good experience. I learned how all those things work. I also, that was my first taste of being at an agency because we had lots of different clients, and I got to see how that works when you're managing them in, like, all of the weekly meetings and getting to talk to these clients. And that I had until I was laid off, as one is uh, in oil and gas in 2015 in Calgary, especially as a not-needed investor relations employee. So that was kind of like (laughs) the end and the beginning of everything that transpired after that. So I realized that that's not what I wanted to do, but then I got laid off. And so I had to figure out what I was going to do next. And that was in 2015. So I had started a blog called Frankly Ray. Mm, You might have heard of it. I started that in 2014. So I'd been doing like the writing with investor relations. I was doing a little bit of social media started the blog and I realized that maybe I want to work at a magazine. There's a kind of brewing when I was younger, like magazines were cool. It seemed cool. Like take photos, do writing. I was like, I'm going to be a magazine editor. And that became kind of my new thing. Seemed like a good idea. I had started getting a continuing education marketing degree from U of C because I was like, okay, I obviously want to be in marketing. Now I know what it is. I have no formal education in marketing. I don't even know. People were saying like, I don't even know what it is now. It's not like smart goals. Some sort of acronym in marketing that I don't know because I never really learned it and clearly don't need it. But I didn't know any of the basic marketing things that you learn in school. So I thought I should do that. So I started doing night classes while I was still at the investor relations firm. um, But then I got laid off and that was kind of... I was still doing the classes, but then I kind of realized that was the end of that because um, I ended up doing other things, like deciding I wanted to be a magazine editor. And so I got an internship at Branded, which is a magazine in Calgary owned by Mandy Ballack. And if you lived in Calgary or you weren't under a rock, it was super cool. I was so pumped. I remember going to her spin classes like before this happened being like oh my god it'd be so cool to like work for her she owns a magazine she teaches spin like she was ultimately a goal for me in what she was doing and I was pumped when I got the social media internship at Branded and that was in 2016 and I think the internship was about six months as well it's hard to say a lot of timelines I don't really know but it was about 2016 and I was doing that, so I was running social media for them and their clients, and I also got to start writing. So I, Mandy let me write a weekly column, which was called Five Things That Are that You Need to Know. Five Things, I think that's what it's called. Five Things That You Need to Know this week. And I wrote it probably for three years after that. And it was my, I thought it was, it was great. Like I was doing my blog, but this was more like official, and it was kind of like being a journalist. And so I wrote five news things that were happening um some serious like political things but also like some Kardashian things I thought it was great um I like I said I did it for a few years after starting it when I was interning at Branded and during that time because I was laid off I got to work on my blog a lot and that grew I also started working at YBC Cycle to get free spin classes because I obviously couldn't afford it when I was laid off and through YYC I 
started to get more involved and I was asked to be on the merchandise team because they thought I had fashion and I could help design the merch. And it's a good thing that I never actually designed any of the merch. I just ended up being on the team. And so then eventually I did their marketing as well. And that lasted a few years. I worked there for three or four years um, between working at the front desk and then doing the marketing. But I learned a little bit there about merch and the process that goes into it and building a brand and all of that. So that was super cool while I was working at Branded. Also while doing social media on the side for people. So I started reaching out to friends or they would come to me and I would offer to do social media for free because I thought it was super cool. I was already doing it from my blog on Instagram and I love taking the photos and doing the content. And so I started helping other people do it. So I didn't get paid for it. That was preposterous if you were to ask somebody to pay you to do social media but that was how I really got into it just an exchange of like merch or services to do social media and that was what I really obviously enjoyed doing so I ended up then getting a job I had a quick job that doesn't really make the list I was supposed to be a marketing job ended up being a secretary it was a scam in my opinion but people were super nice (laughs) so that was good but I knew that I couldn't I couldn't work there because I didn't want to be a secretary and so I got a job at an ad agency and this was in 2017 I believe I got a job at an ad agency and that's what I thought was going to be like my final stop on this tour of a job because it wasn't an investor relations agency it was a like a normal agency so there's cool projects cool clients and I was the first employee of the business owner and now that I'm in that position uh, which we'll get to I have more appreciation for what happened but I worked at the ad agency I was a project manager turns out I actually am not a project manager I he was like oh can you do this I'm like yeah totally you can like I can organize things and like make lists and stuff and it was fine but then it, it was fine until it wasn't fine um during that time I think it was six months or eight months into it he the owner of the company basically forced me to get a project management certificate at Mount Royal um I think he was trying to make processes in his business because he had hired um a creative director and was going to have an intern under me and so I think again as I now am running a business growing it I understand what he was doing but no one wants to be a part of that growing process or the pain and so I was forced to get this project management management certificate after work. And during that time, and people obviously have been following me, have heard my story before and know what happened. But I was doing social media on the side um, and copywriting. I was writing for blogs because I was not getting paid enough at this ad agency. And I eventually asked for a raise to make enough money to live. <laughs> and he said I wasn't worth it. And so that was the end of my full time employment ever and so I quit without really having a plan just knowing that the the job was just not for me he had fired the creative director the same week that I quit and so it was just a very chaotic situation and I learned a lot while I was at that agency obviously with project management and projects and bosses and managing people and a lot of things that I am trying to not repeat as a business owner and now having a team but that was about a 10 month stint as a full-time at an ad agency thinking that that was going to be like my final career 
I quit, like I said. And then I kind of panicked a little bit because I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Now what am I going to do? And I had enough. I didn't have enough, but I had a number of freelance clients on the side. And I reached back out to Mandy and I asked her if she had extra work for me at date night, which she now was running. And I reached out to my other friend who was running a social media management company at the time as well. And so I kind of pieced together a full-time job for myself through all of these different things, which was great. And I really appreciate everyone that helped me out at that time because I really did (laughs) have a little bit of a panic because I didn't have enough money to live my life or pay for my mortgage or bills or anything like that. And so between all of them, like I said, I had a full-time job and I ended up working also part-time as a social media coordinator for a gaming company, my dad's gaming company, which was really, really good experience because I learned a lot about voice on social media and learning how to talk to gamers and all of the vocabulary (laughs) that goes along with that because I am not a gamer. I know how to play Mario Party and that's about it. And I was like live tweeting eight hour Fortnite tournaments like the biggest Fortnite tournaments, like Ninja was in our tournaments, like they were huge. And I was the one that was live tweeting them, which sounds (laughs) like a really bad business choice in my opinion. But I find I think I did pretty good because they'd inspire me. And I did them every week for like months and months. It was a lot of Fortnite and a lot of like Call of Duty and all of these things. And so I learned a lot about being able to change your voice based on the audience. And if you have ever been a part of gamer Twitter, it's insane they're insane those people and you can't use like exclamation points and like be all cheery and stuff like they just want to get to the point so I learned really quickly that (laughs) how to talk to gamers and make those tweets so that was cool I worked for UMG for three years I believe um and in that time everything kind of overlaps so this is (laughs) I hope this isn't boring now that I'm just like going through the my resume basically um I mean it is a journey but it also is just like my resume You could have just read my LinkedIn if you wanted to see all this, but everything overlaps. And so the spring of 2017, when I was doing all of these things, I officially founded Poolside Digital because my dad told me I had to for tax purposes (laughs) and I was doing it under my name before that, all my freelance stuff. But then I was like, okay, well, let's make this cool. We'll make a name. My dad said I had to for tax purposes. And so why he wasn't allowed to leave the table, neither of us could leave the table until we had a business name because I am not, if something needs to get done, we just need to do it and move on. Like I'm not there to sit around and sleep on things. I don't have time for that. That's how I chose the name of my blog. Poolside came out of a half an hour brainstorming session with my dad and it was born spring of 2017, which I guess we're coming up on uh, four years four years of poolside so that was when I pulled together all of my clients and put them under one roof so at that time I was working for date night still I was doing freelance like copywriting for all their clients I was working for my friend's social media company I was working for UMG and then I had all my side clients so poolside happened and then in spring of 2018 I quit working for my friend's social media management company uh because I was basically doing the same thing and I realized that I'd would rather just have the full amount of money paid to me and there's a couple lessons that I learned working for the guy that owned the ad agency working for my friend who owned her company working for Mandy even um was how they were running their businesses and how they treated their employees 
or contractors, I guess, because I was a contractor, um, and how just like their company culture was working. And I realized that I don't like working for somebody, especially when I'm right under the owner, because I feel like I can do the job, which obviously I'm doing now, but I just didn't like mostly how everyone was running their own business. And it's very subjective. I'm sure there's people that wouldn't like how I'm running my business either, but lucky for me, it's my business. So I can choose how I want to do it. And so in spring of 2018, Poolside became full-time and I was, that was all I was doing. I was working for Poolside and everything that I was doing came under the company. So that's cool. That was three years ago, maybe. Yeah, three years ago. And that's basically what I've been doing ever since. And so, like I said, kind of at the beginning, I didn't really want to own a business. I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know I wanted to be in social media or content creation. But over the years of doing so many things in and around those things, I put together what I'm doing now. And it is social media, content creation, and copywriting, which I am pumped about because I this is what I would do as a hobby. When people ask what I do in my spare time, like technically my social media is what I do in my spare time. I've been taking photos since I was in high school. Like I've had a DSLR forever. I've been writing forever. And I think it's cool that we are now able to make a job out of it. So we, I guess I was born at the right time, which is great. And then that's what I've been doing. I've been building my client list. Uh, sometimes I'm overwhelmed with how many clients I have. I've lost a few clients, gained a few clients. Social media can be tricky sometimes. It's really been in the last like couple years that people fully appreciate what a social media manager does and that it is important to invest in social media and digital marketing and actually pay people properly for it. So that has probably been the biggest struggle over the last five or six years is convincing people to pay properly for the services that I offer. Um, the pandemic has actually been a great help in that a little silver lining for people that are in digital marketing and social media. It's been great for business owners and people just in business in general to understand how important digital marketing is and that it does take up a lot of time and you need people to do it properly if you want to get the message across. And because of that, the beginning of this year in January, I was able to hire my first team member. She is a part-time contractor, but a team member nonetheless. And that is its own learning curve. Um, like I said, I never wanted to have employees. Didn't want to own my own business and I had my own business. I didn't want employees. Now I have employees. But I, like I said, I worked for a lot of people and I didn't really enjoy working for any of them. And so I don't want to be that kind of person. So I'm trying really hard to make it enjoyable for both parties. And I am looking to continue to grow, which is really exciting. I have a call shortly actually with somebody that I'm possibly might bring on the team so that is kind of my entrepreneurial journey and thank you for listening to this whole thing it is now 32 minutes and I tried to make it 20 but I just can't help but just talk and I apologize if it just sounded like a list of the things that I've done but it really was a journey and mostly what I was trying to explain mostly for people who ask me how I got to where I am that's how it happened but also for people that want to get into marketing or social media it's not too late and there's not one direct path to get there. I know nowadays you can get like social media degrees or something, which sounds crazy. Um, but I think marketing at all levels, all different types of marketing, whatever it is you want to do is mostly just experience. So what I recommend to people is networking because I have never 
promoted my business. I mostly don't even tell people I own a business. Um, it is all just through word of mouth or my own social media. So I believe in experience. I believe in networking and building a career that you love. You don't have to work for anybody if you don't want to, or you can contract or you can subcontract. I do all of it. I work for some people, but I still work from home and make my own hours. And that is what I like to do. So thanks for listening. And I truly appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. Like I said, I am on a journey also to figure out what I should do with this podcast. Um, But I am excited for these solo episodes. So if you have a topic or a question you want answered in these, please DM me on Instagram, either through Poolside Digital or my own Instagram, which is almost famous with two S. And I will see you next week.